Kessler here from Grunthal. Paul Kingsley with the 30-second board to five. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallup. Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fox Racing Canada, Phoenix Handlebars, Guts Racing, 204 Skate Shop, and Throttle Syndicate make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with us. Um, on these podcasts, every single one of these is Fox Racing Canada. These podcasts are uh, deeply supported by Fox Racing Canada. JC Sites and everybody over there at Fox Racing Canada are really good to us. They uh, supply us with uh, the latest and greatest from what I would consider to be one of the most preeminent and influential brands within the sport. And um, I don't care how you slice it. They just make the best stuff out there. Um, gear on the track, off the track, um, accessories for just getting through your day at the track. If it happens to be raining, those umbrellas are unreal. They've got great gear. They've got great helmets. The uh, boots are unreal. And uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, is going to get even better in the next little while as far as a new release. Uh, so look out for that. And um, yeah, I couldn't say enough good things about the, the people over at Fox Racing Canada. Of course, we've had Danica White on the podcast a number of times looking to reconnect with her uh, in the coming weeks uh, as she, she's got some exciting things going down the pipe as well. Uh, with us also, we have Phoenix Handlebars. Uh, Jason over at Phoenix Handlebars is waiting for you to call to place your order. And uh, I'm going to be honest, as far as customer service for a hard parts company, you're not going to find a place... Uh, that's going to treat you better than than Phoenix Handlebars. They're really, really solid. Uh, they'll take the time to uh, fit you with the right bars, and uh, you're going to be happy with the ones that you select. So uh, go ahead and make that decision to uh, to look up Phoenix Handlebars. Uh, they've got a survey on their website. You, a few quick questions. They can narrow down exactly what bars are going to work best for your riding style, the type of riding that you do, as well as your height, um, and, and, and just uh, what, what you're going to need out of a handlebar. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on before the podcast starts is Guts Racing. Andy Gregg at uh, Guts Racing. I literally texted him on Tuesday saying that I needed a brand new seat cover for my KTM 252 stroke. Um, and the thing showed up today. I couldn't believe how quickly the guy think, the guy got it out here. Uh, shipped it UPS Express. Uh, I went I went boring. Went black on black. Um, but guts guts racing seat covers are uh, best best in show, best in business. Uh, so you're gonna want to go check those guys out. Um, so 
let's get straight into this, guys. Uh, this is a solo cast. I do not have uh, a guest for this particular podcast, and that's actually something that we're going to try and do a little bit more of in the, in the future. Uh, guests are hard to come by. They're tough to wrangle, especially uh, when I'm working full-time, uh, whether it's uh, construction or otherwise. So uh, when we when we can, we're going to get guests, uh, but we're also going to be doing some uh, some special projects over the next little while um, where I give my uh, a little bit of uh, history of the sport as well as uh, my, my thoughts on all things happening both north and south of the border when it comes to uh, professional motocross and supercross. So let's just dive straight into this thing. And uh, before we go too far into um, the the American side of things, let's touch on the uh, the Triple Crown Series from Canada. They're two rounds in. Third round happens this weekend at Pilot Mound, which is a track that I'm very familiar with, a track that I've, I've raced in the past. It's had a lot of iterations, and I believe the first time I rode there was back in 2009 when uh, the track was basically a, a shell of what it is today. Um, like Kyle McCannell, the family, uh, as well as Ryan Miller, having done so much effort and, and track changes, they've, they've turned it around once. Um, from where it was 15 years ago, of course, that's a long time, uh, but uh, from where it was to where it is is now is, is incredibly impressive of what they've been able to do. It's uh, it's a hard clay base. It will get ruddy. It will get very uh, hard pack uh, towards the, the end of the day, uh, but they've got an embarrassment of riches of some, some chocolate brown soil uh, out there, and uh, it should be it should make for great racing. It's not a long lap time. It is a tighter track uh, than some of these guys are used to, certainly more certainly tighter than some of the American tracks, um, but it's, uh, it's carved out of uh, a, a beautiful landscape. And I, I think that uh, the guys are really going to be challenged by this track. Start is going to be super important. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to get a bad start and work through the pack. There's a lot of corners, not a lot of long straightaways. Um, and, and that uh, doesn't always add up to a lot of passing because obviously uh, overtaking guys and making up time in the sport of motocross is, uh, is a tall task, even at the pro level. So let's get into the results. A uh, couple of rounds in, um, Jacob Piccolo has a two-point lead over Mitchell Harrison, but he hasn't won a race yet. He wasn't won an overall. Um, running the number one for uh, for KTM this year, um, still solid. Hasn't been able to uh, to take an overall victory, but he's getting the job done, and he's still taking that step forward out of Aber- Abbotsford, BC, uh, that he we were looking for him to be able to back up that championship. Uh, Ryder McNabb came came out swinging. The 64 in your program uh, wins your first overall of the year, um, but he backed that up with a fourth in the in the following weekend, and uh, but I honestly feel like this kid is trending in the right direction. Ryder McNabb, um, in my opinion, is uh, is the fastest and most talented guy in the class. And it's amazing to say that this being essentially his first full year as a full legitimate pro uh, going coast to coast, uh, all of those different tracks. He'll be in some friendly confines where he used to just absolutely trounce the local um, the local talent around here at Pilot Mound this weekend. I, I look for him to have good starts and uh, and lead a lot of laps this weekend. I, I think uh, Ryder McNabb is, um, is poised to be able to uh, extinguish that six-point gap he has behind Jacob Piccolo. Leapfrog. 
Mitchell Harrison, who's currently sitting in the second place position on, on his gas gas. Uh, he won the, the national this last weekend, started the series off with a solid third. He hasn't been off the podium yet. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't know how well, uh, Mitchell's going to do on the, especially as the, the series goes East. Um, you, you gotta know that, uh, McNabb as well as Piccolo have uh, more experience on those tracks. Um, like Mitchell's good. Mitchell's like is his first pro win that he's had uh, just this last weekend at uh, at Dorva MX. But um, yeah, I, I think that uh, the that McNabb and uh, and Piccolo very well could get the better of him uh, as the series continues. Uh, obviously, time will tell. But I really like McNabb this weekend. I, like it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be hot. Uh, which I think falls right into the, the the hands of a guy like McNabb. I think he, he's really fit. I think he's the fittest out of the three. And for the most part, these are the three riders that have really separated themselves. Uh, only one of them has had an overall outside the top three. Uh, that's McNabb this last weekend where uh, like he obviously probably should have been on the podium. Uh, him and Racine uh, swap out there and he ends up on the fourth spot. Um, but I, I don't see any three of those guys off the podium unless they have a mechanical or a big crash for the rest of the season. I don't see Canella being able to uh, um, get inside the top three on a regular basis. He's already 26 points behind on this championship already. Uh, I don't see Quinn Amiot being able to do that either. He's out of uh, he's out of Ontario. Um, and, and same thing goes for for Tyler Gibbs. Like a flash in the pan a little bit uh, this at the first round, uh, where at Kamloops where he was able to to get a uh, a fourth. Um, but like, will he be? Like, he's already 41 points down. This is a short championship. There's only seven rounds to go. Uh, I think it's a three horse battle. And uh, if I'm a betting man, I'm putting uh, some some a sizable uh, bet down on uh, Ryder McNabb. Um, he's he's poised to to sort of make that next step. I think a couple of championships uh, to his credit over the next couple of years. And I'm, I'm being completely honest. I really think that this kid's got the recipe for success. Got a great team. He looks great head to toe in that Fox gear. You know, that's always tight. And uh, I, th- I think that uh, he's put himself in a position to be extremely successful going down the, uh, the, the stretch here. Uh, and he's only going to get better uh, as time goes on. Um, of course, with all things, when it comes to, uh, to motocross, there's always that caveat of injury. Injuries, but that's with every single rider in the paddock. You can't really say that, all, all things considered, as far as like, oh yeah, if he stays healthy, that, that's that's literally every athlete. When everyone always says that, yeah, if they stay healthy, well, like that's literally it's literally the argument for success on every level of professional sport. So um, that being said, I, I think um, Ryder McNabb has the most untapped potential. Uh, of this class right now, I think that uh, he's only going to get faster. He's only going to get stronger. He's still very young, uh, and I, I expect him to move forward and, uh, and collect a lot of race wins over the years. Uh, flipping things over the, the the 450 class, the 450 pros, the big dogs, uh, a, a class that um, that has some depth, but has like at the very top has consistency. And then throughout the the middle portion of the the top ten, you really have a lot of kind of all over the place. The only person that's been uh, able to to be consistent right in through the middle is is uh, fifth place in points uh, with a, two sixth places in a row, and that's Weston Wozniak. And um, I I think he he's had a great step forward. Absolutely, he has. But the elephant in the room is the fact that Dylan Wright has 
two overalls already, 100 points on the year, a 12-point advantage over uh, the, the next best guy. He's made up six points per race on Tyler Medaglia, who is experiencing a career renaissance. This is the same guy that, if I'm not mistaken, was racing uh, the 2007 Mudder at uh, Morden um, Shadow Valley Raceway, where it was an absolute quagmire. He was in the lineup then. He'll be in the lineup this weekend when it uh, when the series rolls into Pilot Mound. Um, the Gas Gas with the, uh, the Callus MX gear looking great. Um, and no one's really had anything for him. Like, it, it's it's been Dylan, it's been Tyler, and then it's been everybody else. Like, uh, Sean Moffenbeier starts off the year with a with a, 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 an abysmal 10th overall. He gets back on the podium for the third round. Um, but in a short series like that, this, the, honestly, the damage, not really the damage is totally done here. Obviously, if you wix it up and get some moto wins, you can try to start to chip away. But 40 points down over just six motos um, means that he's giving a, he's hemorrhaging points uh, very quickly. And, and that's... Um, and that's the case. Same thing for T. Parrot, as well as uh, uh, Parker Eels. Uh, I, I honestly, the surprise so far for me has been this uh, this Chris Blackmer. He's uh, third in points right now. Still, he's already still already. Uh, 34 points down, but at least he's making it interesting in there. Uh, he's been most consistent with fourth and uh, fourth and fifth overall so far. Currently sits third. Um, but if if people can't get in front of uh, Dylan Wright, if they can't stop him from winning motos time after time, this championship's going to be over before it starts. Um, like the, the the kid is fast. He's only going to get, he's only stronger on the East. Uh, he's obviously never been to pilot mound. A lot of these guys have never been there before. There's maybe I can, I like looking at my list here, there's maybe two or three guys that have been uh, like that have been out this way at all. Uh, you got Adam Pfeiffer, who I don't even think raced at Pilot Mount. He's a Manitoba uh, racer, now lives out of Calgary. Uh, I don't even know if he's ever raced Pilot Mount. If he has, it's it's a long time ago. Um, so this will be a new track for some guys. Like I said earlier, it's going to get ruddy. It's uh, it's going to be very start dependent on who's going to be up there just because it's a very tight track. It's not a very wide track. Um, like I said, Kyle McCannell and those guys do an amazing job with the track. but um, And they've, they've improved it year after year after year after year uh but passing has always been something that i found to be uh, a little bit uh, of, a, of a hindrance within that um so all things considered i would say that um if if dylan wright's able to rip off whole shots i think that's going to be all she wrote see you later uh and he'll be clicking off uh, some big whips off of that uh um grandstand triple that uh, heads down towards uh, the finish line uh that uh for those who are watching on ride tv app will become very very familiar with so um honestly i think this is dylan wright's championship to to lose um like i i the only chance the only real contender that i see being able to chip away at him at all this year is, is tyler medaglia which again i'd say is absolutely ridiculous given the fact that he is basically reinventing himself for the third or fourth time um and, and making uh making the the rest of these these guys look like he is just absolutely evergreen on that uh that that gas gas so let's throw it to commercial break right here uh we got a quick word from the sponsors and when we come back we're gonna go south of the border and talk about the first two rounds or first three rounds rather of the lucas oil pro motocross ama championship brought to you by monster energy we'll be right back
As someone who doesn't just appreciate, but demands great motocross gear, I'm very picky about what gear I wear on and off the track. When I got a chance to try on their new gear, I was all over it. Fitment was a snap. I really couldn't be any happier. I headed off to my local dealer where I find all my other Fox products. I got the Flex Air Realm stuff, so I'm styling. Secondly, it fits like a glove. Room in the arms and shoulders, very important for me. And the pants fit over my knee braces, which is always important. Often I wear Fox Racing apparel off the track as well. Sometimes on a patio grabbing a cold one, I always know I'm going to look good when I'm dressed head to toe in Fox Racing Canada. When I need a fresh look, I head off to Fox Racing Canada to see what products might be available at my local dealer, head on down, and make my purchases. And lastly, Fox Racing Apparel just works. They've got great styles, they've got durable products for on and off the track. You're going to like the way you look when you choose Fox Racing and Fox Racing Canada. Discover your next great look at foxracing.ca. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast. Uh, thanks for sticking with us through the, the commercial break. And after three rounds, one, third, one quarter of the, of the series is now done. The Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Ch- AMA Championships. Um, the preeminent motocross series of the entire world. And I'll just go ahead and say it. Like, Obviously, I love my Canadian series. I love watching some MXGP every once in a while. Uh, but the series that you want to race, the, the big bosses with the hot sauce, uh, they race in the the u.s uh the series started at fox raceway they're going to go there twice this year move on over to the historic track of, of hangtown not its original location but they've been racing in the basically the same area for uh well over 40 years uh the place is an absolute gem of a uh, of the series and uh for all intents and purposes it's uh it's it's a crown jewel and uh it should be celebrated then they head off to thunder valley a track that i've been to racing at elevation never even Easy. So let's crack right into it. Like I said, we are one quarter of the way through the series already, and we've got tight battles for both championships. Uh, we've got three different winners in the 450 class. We'll get to those guys in the in, the, uh, in a bit here. But where we haven't seen any uh, movement on that top step of the podium has been at the very top, the number one in your program, the number one in your hearts. For the most of you, let's be honest, lots of you are, are uh, Jet Lawrence fans. Some of you are not. Like, he's very polarizing at this point. You're either totally sick of him or you can't get enough of this kid. Uh, and honestly, I jump on both sides of that uh, on a regular basis. Sometimes I can't stand how the fact that literally every time I open my phone, I see the uh, the number one or the number 18 just looking back at me uh, with all the content that that kid pushes out with the donuts and everything else in between. And then uh, other times I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? The kid is just like, he's a great interview. He's good for the sport. He goes and he backs it up. Every single moto this kid goes out there, whether he's sick or not, he absolutely shows out for the fans, uh, and and he's got crazy speed. Um, let's just look at his moto scores right here, right off the hop. He he comes out swinging with a one-one performance, just mic drop uh, at uh, Fox Raceway. We know he goes fast there. He won his first national there back in 2020, um, for which was the last national ever to be won by the Geico uh, Factory Connection team. 
Uh, and then uh, he's then since uh, backed that up with many uh, more overalls and a championship to boot. That's why he's rocking the number one on his bike. Um, and he took that into Hangtown. He gets a second and a, th- and a first in those motos. And then a pair of second place finishes at, uh, at Thunder Valley was good enough for for first overall. So he's basically, he's done it all the different ways. You can go 1-1, one, one, mic drop on everybody, see you later, eat my dust, uh, roll in, swap out, go 3-2, uh, or 3-1 for the overall at Hangtown, wins the moto uh, after being visibly sick. He was uh, sick as a dog. And then uh, just being uh, steady Eddie. Like, uh, um, he ends up uh, losing both those motos. Um but uh, like one to his brother and one to uh, to the chef um, Levi Kitchen, uh, who's now sitting in third or thirding uh, third and he's sitting fourth in uh, the championship standings. Uh, but Jet was just consistent. He took a two two uh, two ride to an overall um, and continued to build his points lead. In fact, the the only moto that he's finished behind his uh, his closest competitor in the championship, which is of course his brother Hunter Lawrence was the most recent moto where he gets second to Hunter's first. Otherwise, he has beat his closest competitor in every single other moto. Um, and, and that's trouble for everybody else. Uh, he's got a 39-point lead over Justin Cooper, who's currently tied with his teammate, Levi Kitchen, for third in the championship. Uh, those guys have a better day at high point this weekend coming up. They will leapfrog uh, Joe Shimoda, who has, who's been good, but he's been very inconsistent. And honestly, it's kind of same goes for uh for for justin cooper he like he had a very uncharacteristic not a a a fox raceway to write home about and that's basically been the difference like you add up the points that he lost on that one particular day and that's his gap to the championship um like had a better day like if he even had moto scores similar to what he's been scoring lately uh in the like 22 20 uh and the the 20 range he's right in there uh but like you say you can't uh, you can't win the championship on the first round, but you can certainly lose it. Uh, and not to say that he's completely out of this, but 49 points uh, a quarter of the way through, uh, 39 points uh, at the quarter point of the season is not a place that you want to be, especially sitting fifth in points, uh, essentially tied for fourth. Justin Cooper um, needs to lead some laps. He needs to win a couple of overalls. Uh, and, but honestly, I don't see. Um, Jet Lawrence or Hunter Lawrence, for that matter, giving up a lot of points week to week basis, like maybe maybe six to 12 points at the absolute max. Um, like I don't like Jet hasn't lost an, uh, an overall yet. Where's the, wh- what's the worst that Jet Lawrence can do without a crash? A third. Um, so even on a, a third overall, you're probably only gaining about 10 points on, on Jet and at almost 40 points down already. You need to do that four more times uh and by then we'll already be um we'll be at spring creek and we'll be looking down the, the home stretch of the last five nationals and that uh that would be an absolute nightmare situation for for justin cooper so he needs to uh win some races and i think our like it's already getting to the point in the season where he needs a little bit of help he needs a uh a little bit of a tip over he needs a, a mechanical from jet uh to really put the pressure on because honestly right now i don't think that jet lawrence feels any pressure whatsoever in this championship 
Uh, he's won sick. He's won when he's feeling good, and uh, and he's won at altitude. Um, he's he's got some some other tracks that I think even play more into his strengths coming down the uh, the pipe. And of course, the same track that we were went one one at uh, at the very beginning of the season. Yeah, we're heading back there for the final round. So uh, uh, safe to say, uh, he's got some good tracks coming up. Hats off to just uh, to Hunter Lawrence uh, for this like the start of this season. Um, steady improvements for a guy who three years ago when he came over to the States was for all intents and purposes, uh, he was crowned as this, like basically the next fastest kid that's going to come over from the GPs and make some serious noise. Um, and, and obviously he stumbled right off the gate. Uh, Supercross was not his, his forte. He struggled and, uh, and ended up on the ground, ended up with some injuries and that really hampered his ability to, to move forward and, and make some special things happen. He's since rectified those things. Uh, I, uh, in a lot of ways, I think Jet has been able to sort of move past him a little bit in his, his progression. But then Hunter has been able to uh, to match that um, on a, on a regular basis. And I think these two are going to be swapping moto wins, going toe to toe the whole rest of the season. Um, obviously, they're they're good good uh, competitors with each other. They, they, they race hard against each other, but they also give each other a lot of respect on the track. I think they feel very comfortable with each other as they should. Um, and, uh, and, and better things to come for, uh, for that series. Uh, I think maybe a little bit more diversity at the top step of the podium. Uh, Joe Shimoda is leading the, uh, the, the pro circuit Kawasaki team. Uh, he's been good, but he's been a little bit uh, off, off the pace. Like uh, aside from that one moto where he ends up third, uh, he hasn't really shown that he belongs in that top three spot. Uh, doesn't have a moto win yet. Obviously, the only guys that have moto wins so far are uh, are Jet Kitchen and um, and Michael Moseman. Who Michael Moseman has is he's having his own issues. He's he had like he's he's well back of the championship now. Um, well over uh, well over 40 points back, um, as well as uh, Hunter Lawrence. Um, but yeah, like that, like Shimoda's going to be solid. I think he's uh, he's got some better tracks coming up. He seems to get stronger as the championship goes on as well. So I look for better things. Uh, bummed to see for the Pro Circuit team, just to speak about the Pro Circuit team for a bit here, is Forkner being out. He went under surgery today. Uh, looks like he's going to be off the bike for quite some time. It was a right arm issue. He's got uh, it was a, it looked like his wrist was opened up, his elbows opened up, um, and, and they had he had a ton of work got done to uh, to rectify a situation there. Um, Hammaker seems to when he when he's on he's on uh when he's off uh like obviously he gets together with uh, nate thrasher in second moto at thunder valley only able to make six points there and that's that like you're not going to be able to contend for championships when you're sitting on the ground that's just how it goes um and uh and it's, that's really un- unfortunate because i think uh, that he he has the the speed to move forward and and challenge for wins uh obviously like at this point already in the championship being as far back as he is um he's he's well he's already a race back uh and in seventh spot so uh, obviously he needs some serious things to go right for him uh in order for him to uh to make any type of noise in this championship whatsoever um but I'm, I'm hopeful. I think that, that Seth Hamaker uh, gets a win outdoors this year. Um, that's just how I like. I, I think he's got too much speed um, to not be able to uh, maybe put together like a 1-3 
or a 3-1 or a 2-2 for uh, for an overall this year. Uh, good to see Styles Robertson getting uh, getting good points every single round out. Um, like he's sort of, uh, I guess this being his sophomore season, looking to uh, come back from some from some injuries and just be solid. Uh, he's he's going over to Star Racing next year, um, get some good races under his belt, keep his nose clean, and uh, and finish out this championship. If he could finish out this championship within the 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 top six or seven, I think that would be a huge win for Robertson after uh, taking home a uh, Horizon Award from Loretta's a couple of years ago, and then honestly not really doing a whole whole lot else. Uh, a couple other guys of note that I wanted to sort of uh, uh, just shed some light on, Joshua Varese, he gets better every single year. Uh, the kid, probably more of a Supercross guy, uh, but out of California, he's extremely fast he's got a great family great support and he's been on ktms for a long time uh so look for him to continue to move forward same thing with Derek kelly um and uh, and now that the, both these guys are announced as full-time uh full-time pros i think that you can expect matthew leblanc as well as nick nick romano to be top five top 10 guys the rest of the summer they're going to be giving guys like pierce brown and and uh, Max Boland fits all year long, um, and, and you, you can absolutely uh, bet on that. I think uh, I think LeBlanc has a ton of upside. I think he's fast. I think he's consistent, and literally, he has gotten more points every single moto out so far. Um, and if you had him in Pulp of Mex Fantasy at uh, at Thunder Valley, that kid paid off for you big time. Uh, so I, I think uh, that that kid's going to continue to trend upwards. Let's flip things over to the 450 class, where your current—he's uh, been leading the points from the very beginning. First moto out, him and Jet both go one-one uh, uh, for uh, HRC Honda, rocking that Works Edition Honda. Uh, I, I loved, by the way, the look of the the bike from that first round. Uh, honestly, I wish they would kind of go back to that on a regular basis a little bit. I'm a, I'm always a kind of more of a vintage guy. I like that look. Uh, so I like if, if they could just keep going back to that over and over, I would uh, I would never complain. But uh, Chase Sexton has been he's been fast, he's been solid, he's been fit, and uh, and his starts have been good as well. He's led laps in just about every single race so far. Um, and for all intents and purposes, he should not he should have an extra three points uh, on his championship bid over top of uh, this last weekend's number one uh, finisher in Ken Roxon. But uh, he waffles himself up in the corner, uh, about three corners to go uh, after that, uh, over some tricky ruts uh, near right before the uh, mechanics area. And uh, that that can literally be the difference. That's the reward that Ken Roxon gets for keeping it close, keeping him honest for that particular race and, and honestly holding off Eli Tomac because if he doesn't hold off Eli Tomac, Tomac's likely the one who's able to capitalize on that situation and uh, Tomac would have went 1-1 on the day uh, with Chase going down there. Um, Roxon goes 2-1 for the overall and uh, able to make up a, a little bit of points. Um, in fact, he made made up points in both motos, uh, made up four points in uh, the first moto and then three points in the second moto, seven points on the day uh, he makes up on Chase Sexton to now have the championship uh, only five points. So uh, we got one cooking here. Uh, Eli Tomac is 14 points back. Um, he's still in this championship. In fact, he's still my championship uh, uh, prediction for this. Um, 
Jason Anderson has uh, has had really good motos. He's also been uh, he is not he has hasn't been at his absolute best. Um, he ends up getting the the one point edge over uh, Chase Sexton at the at round two at Hangtown. Great to see him finally get his first premier class, actually his first overall win in uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross because uh, he never got one as a 250 rider either. Uh, I think that uh, he's going to continue to make some noise in this championship, but I still don't think that Jason Anderson is that outdoor warrior that uh, is needed to win championships in the fourth, uh, 450 class. Um, talking, talking about some other guys who are making some noise in this class, Christian Craig currently sits fifth in points, uh, which is solid. I think he's, he's obviously he's fun to watch on a bike. He's got great team behind him. Jeremy Coker and those guys have that 450 absolutely ripping. Um, but his moto scores have actually gotten worse. Almost every moto out, he goes, uh, uh, fifth in or third in both motos in, um, at Fox Raceway, obviously he's going to go good there. He's, he's from South Southern California. He goes to Hangtown, goes 16-16. I believe that's fifth overall in both uh, in both motos, or maybe that's sixth uh, sixth in both motos. Um, and then he goes uh, 11 points and nine. So at some point he's outside the top 10 uh, at uh, at Thunder Valley. Um, but I think maybe on the East Coast, he might even do a little bit better. He's good in ruts. He's got those long legs. He's going to work really well. Um, and uh, maybe that could be a little bit of an uptick. I would imagine he's probably full-time out on uh, in, in Florida now. Uh, so work in some ruts. High Point is probably a good track for him. Everybody loves Red Bud. And uh, I think that he's got his eyes uh, kind of looking at uh, getting some good finishes at Southwick. But let's be honest, every single guy on this list uh, wants to do well at every one of these now. Um, but a couple of guys that are also jumping off the page at me, um, obviously Cairoli, he's done after this weekend unless, uh, um, KTM gets off their wallet and actually pays the guy. Apparently he's just been basically making, uh, uh, AMA purse money for every one of these races and having his expenses covered, which I'm sure is still a chunk of change for KTM, but I think they can do a little better than that, given the fact that they're not handing out, uh, win bonuses to, uh, Jeffrey Hurlings every other weekend from him winning those and, uh, saving some cash on, uh, a couple of, of literally not having, uh, uh, a guy race outdoors in Marvin Muskan. Same thing with Cooper Webb. Uh, I think they've got some some uh, some budget for uh, Antonio Caroli, and they should spend it. Um, like obviously, he's the top place in KTM right now. Uh, obviously, Anderson is a little bit ahead of him as far as uh, uh, actually wait, Anderson, Anderson's not on the Husky anymore. He's on Cowie. So yeah, he's he's the highest placing Austrian bike on the track, and uh, they don't want to pay him anymore, which is just baffling to me. Uh, Dungey looks solid. Uh, like he's not the, he's not the solo that we want to see though. Like Dungey, we want to see, we want to see like two, three, four finishes, like maybe some wins in there. Fifth, sixth, seventh, uh, are not what we've come to know, uh, Ryan Dungey for. Um, I don't think he likes being back there. Uh, in fact, every moto out so far, he's actually regressed slightly, uh, as far as his position. Um, so hopefully he's able to remount and apparently he wasn't feeling great this weekend. Uh, so remount the charge high point, obviously a track that goes really well for him. Uh, a couple of other guys of note who are basically making their 450 debuts in, uh, in this class. Uh, I don't think Shane McElrath raced any uh, nationals last year, uh, on a 450, uh, or if he did it all with, uh, um, 
Yeah, last year he was with uh, Moto Concepts. They don't do outdoors, so he wouldn't have done the, any there. Uh, and then say, same with the Jar- Garrett Marchbanks. Both both are big guys. Um, Shane's tall and slim. Um, Garrett is uh, just a big kid all in general. And they've both been uh, getting good starts, moving forward, and charging through every single one of the motos. Uh, great to see. And honestly, those guys are going to be giving uh, Aaron Plessinger and Justin Barsha fits all season long, I, you can you can uh, you can bet on that. Uh, also, all, as well as you can bet on uh, Justin Barsha making some serious noise when him him and Savachi continue to get together. I'd imagine a, a Justin Barsha and Jason Anderson get together is pretty imminent as well. Um, so uh, yeah, look be on the lookout for those things to happen. Um, moving forward, I I see Chase Sexton just getting better. I think he's better in the ruts than a lot of these guys. I think he's he's young, he's fit, uh, and uh, he seems very determined. Obviously, all these guys are very determined to make some special things happen on two wheels all season long. But uh, with a with a uh, slight edge in the lead, um, and if he can clean up those mistakes that he that he's had in a couple of motos, uh, I think this is Chase Sexton's championship to lose. He's got the points lead. He's got a great bike. He seems to be agreeing with that motorcycle, um, and uh, I th- I think that uh, the rest of the, the the class is in some serious trouble. Uh, if I if I can think of anyone who's going to consistently be able to challenge with him, and um, and move forward, and a guy who still hasn't won a national yet this year, three nationals in, no wins for Eli Tomac. I think that uh, Eli is going to either uh, win High Point or Red Bud, and um, that's when we'll be back to talk to you guys after High Point this uh, this weekend. We're gonna we're gonna record on Tuesday. This pod the podcast that the podcast after this one will be available Wednesday morning for you guys. Thanks so much for uh, for listening to this. Really looking forward to uh, to doing more of these uh, and releasing them every single Wednesday. Thank you for being patient with us. And and as always, thanks for listening.